Welcome to today's Conserva Nerd poll update. We are one day away from the election. I'm ready for it to be over, but there's you know, a little, there are some votes to count until then. We're going to give you a couple more updates. There's some interesting stuff that has happened in the last uh, 24 hours. Let me break some of it down for you as far as polling, uh, polling goes. When you look at the situation overall, you see the data telling a pretty clear story that Joe Biden's ahead and should win this election. Now, that does not mean he will. I think we've covered this before. I think there's a couple major ways that this data could be wrong. I think, you know, there's a chance that Donald Trump just sort of is like this. He's like kryptonite to pollsters. And maybe he has a unique candidate profile uh, and voter profile that just breaks the polls. They've tried to correct for this since 2016. Have they been successful? I mean, 2018 was pretty accurate. 2020, who knows? That's one of the possibilities, I think, if you're looking at the data. The other part is we are in the middle of a pandemic and people are voting in very strange ways, just like none of us have ever been through something like this, like a pandemic where we're all kind of, you know, working from home and many people are voting by mail. We've never been through this and neither have pollsters. So they don't know everything uh, that might come out of this. You know, one interesting way to look at this is, Right now, we're seeing massive early vote numbers, and those vote numbers, as you'd expect, are favoring Democrats. That doesn't mean they're going to win the election. It just means that they're the ones that are turning out for the early vote and mail-in vote. But right now, they're projecting something in the area of 156 million voters, which would be about 20 million more than any other election has ever seen. Part of the reason they're suggesting that is because they're seeing this huge early vote and expecting uh, this to be a massive turnout election. Well, what if... Those numbers are wrong. What if it's not as big of a turnout as, as they'd expect? Um, potentially, you could see then Republicans in a lower turnout environment uh, benefiting in a, in a significant way. You could also see a situation where pollsters are being told by Democrats they've already voted and haven't. And some of those votes might not actually be votes. They could also be thrown out. Uh, you know, we've famously been talking about the situation in Pennsylvania where you have to put your your ballot into another security envelope. Uh, if you don't do that, your 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 vote won't count. A lot of those things are I think all pollsters are trying to come up with a way of handling that type of situation. But, you know, they're making it up as they go. There's no way of knowing. No one's been through this before. So I think that is your probably most direct line to a Trump presidency, that the pollsters are missing something serious and systemic uh, as it relates to the coronavirus. Uh, could also just be that Trump is just one of these guys. He's just going to blow up polling. Uh, we don't know. And we'll see uh, in a very short period of time. The current situation as it lines up is Trump basically needs to win all the states that he should win. You know, he the, the states that he's favored in. He needs to win North Dakota. It's vital. And he will do that. Uh, if you expect him to do sort of what's expected of Donald Trump, in other words, we're not seeing some sort of blue wave election, you have a bunch of toss-up states and Trump needs to win all of them. Good news is he did win all of them in 2016. Bad news is he is behind many of them, although it's close today. Now, this is all very doable. Iowa, he's favored by two points. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, Texas, favored by two points. Ohio is a straight-up toss-up right now. Uh, Georgia, 
Uh, Trump is down by about a point. North Carolina and Florida, he's down by about two points. Arizona down by about three points. All of those are well within the margin of error. All those are states that Republicans have won uh, relatively consistently uh, or have at least been purple states. All of them are states that uh, Trump won in 2016. So let's move on to the next level of this, which is Pennsylvania. He trails by about five points in Pennsylvania. We have seen polling errors by more than five points in very recent history, uh, including a six-point error in 2016 uh, uh, in Wisconsin and I believe Minnesota and Michigan were the three states all in that area where you saw that sort of polling error. I believe the polling error in Pennsylvania was only four, but that would basically make it a complete tie. Now, you can't depend on polling errors if you have the choice. You want to be the candidate that is is on the other side of that. You want the other guy saying, hey, well, what if there's a massive polling error? That's it's it's not necessarily the side of the equation you want to be on, but this is possible. The things I'm telling you are absolutely possible to happen. I just would say, you know, maybe Trump is not the favorite at this point. He does still have a chance. Um, there was encouraging news from a poll in Iowa this past weekend. Uh, Seltzer and Company uh, is often thought of as the best pollster in America. They uh, they consistently get these high ratings from polling experts and such. So, uh, you know, they're, they're adored by pollsters. Their latest poll had Donald Trump up seven points in Iowa. It's the same result they got in 2016 when Trump won the state by, I believe it was nine. And if you look at the previous polling on Iowa... It showed a situation where Trump was really in a 50-50 toss-up type of situation. It really, I mean, if you look at the this, the last five or six polls before Selzer and Company's uh, poll, you had Trump plus one, Biden plus one, Trump plus one, Biden plus one, Biden plus three, Trump plus two. So you're looking at a situation where we total toss-up. The Selzer um, poll, largely because who it's from has had a lot of influence on people's perceptions of what could happen in Iowa. It puts Trump up seven. It also has Ernst up four, if you're looking at the Senate, which is pretty important as well. I want to cross over a little bit and talk about the Senate before we get into um, you know, the rest of your day. We have a, a brand new Studios America tonight. We're going to go through the entire map on Studios America. I also will have a couple of other experts on to talk about what they think is going to happen. So we're, we're in total election nerd mode right now. I know these this race and the Senate race and the presidential race have real effects on what's going to happen in our country. I can't think about that yet. I'm in only election analysis mode until tomorrow. I, I'm not even thinking of the consequences of this stuff yet. I'm only thinking about what may happen. And of course, these things are very difficult to predict. As far as the Senate goes, I've gone back and forth and you know you break down all these races and it, I just keep coming up with a very similar answer, which is, we very well might have two races in Georgia that go to runoff elections. Those two races, um, and I expect them both to go to runoffs. If they both go to runoffs, they will happen, I believe it's January 5th is the election date. So if you think of this, there's a really good chance we have a, a, a situation where two Senate races in Georgia decide the future of the Senate. And those two races will be on a standalone election date of January 5th. Can you imagine the amount of cash that is going to be poured into the state for these two elections? I mean, especially if Biden is to win, if Biden wins this election, 
there's going to be an interesting decision to make for people in Georgia who may very well in that scenario have voted for Joe Biden to be president. Do they want unfettered control of the government to go to Democrats? That is going to be a situation we may have a month or so to chew on. And uh, it's not one I'm optimistic about uh, here. Although I think I think Georgia might actually in that scenario bring Republicans to the Senate. But that also means that Biden's the president. And, you know, you, you the man is making up new words daily. He can barely get through sentences. I don't know. I, I would love to get your questions, by the way. If you have questions, um, uh, you want to have some election Q&A, I may do some of that on the show tonight. I may do some in a, in a future uh, podcast here. Any questions you might have about the election, um, send them. I guess on Twitter would be the easiest way to do it, at Stu Does America. We'll look for your questions and answer some here in the next uh, 24 hours. We'll, we'll probably pop on a few times to give you as many election, up, election updates as we can. Look, we're down to the wire here. And we are going to have very long-lasting late-night coverage on Blaze TV to try to digest all those results as we go. Just go to blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew. It's 30 bucks off uh, your subscription to Blaze TV if you do that. That is uh, going to be starting, I believe, at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we'll go through the entire night, uh, late night, and keep you entertained as well. There's a lot of fun stuff to be planned. So even if the results don't go that well, at least you'll be able to laugh at watching the world burn. All right. uh, Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it as much as you can. Rate and review. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. And then leave a review. It's great. Whatever. Whatever you think. All right. We'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. on Blaze TV for Stu Does America. 